You are listening to episode 35. This episode is brought to you by my new course, How to Dominate LinkedIn with Your Personal Brand. Do you feel like when you're on the LinkedIn platform, you're not really sure how to actually navigate it? Does it feel clunky or confusing? And do you have all these connections, but you're not sure how to really leverage those connections and how to really show up virtually in presenting your personal brand? Well, that is what this course is about because since September, I've gone from 1,500 connections to about 8,000 connections on LinkedIn. Not only that, I've gotten clients through my content and people have actually reached out to me to speak for virtual speaking engagements. So if this is something that you would really like to capitalize on and take advantage of and learn about, then this course is definitely for you. And you can learn about it more uh, in my show notes and I will have the link to the waitlist just for you. And now on with the show. Today's guest is the first guest that I didn't look for myself. This guest was recommended to me by a friend and she tagged me in a post that this guest had made. I had never heard of her before, but as soon as we connected, it was a real genuine connection. And let me just tell you all, she is very amazing and dear and is passionate about empowering women. Today's guest is Allison Ramsey. She's the founder of Empire Life, a tech and digital marketing company. Not only that, she's actually a digital marketing professor with Facebook in collaboration with the university. So it's a real and practical program. She has accomplished so much in tech and I was inspired by her mission and her vision and she has her very own podcast. You will love what you learn from her today in today's episode. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. everyone and welcome to the Okiki podcast and today I'm really excited to have Allison Ramsey on the podcast today. She is the founder of Empire Life. Uh, she has a huge um, Facebook group where she's empowering women in tech and entrepreneurship. She also has a podcast and she is also a prof in Facebook marketing and we're going to talk more about that program in this podcast, but she wears many hats and I'm very honored to have her on the show today. So thank you, Allison, for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So do you mind giving us a little bit of your background? How did you get into this very multifaceted space that you're in today? Well, 
it all started with my first company. I remember my daughter was really small. My parents were watching her and I was at a coffee shop looking at my computer thinking, how am I going to make a website? This is about 15 years ago, almost. Well, no, 13 years ago about and a little more than a decade. And then I started to create a template and make the website, but I still wasn't satisfied with how it reflected me in my branding or my business, my true energy. I didn't feel like it was a good reflection of me. And then the second company I launched, I, it led me to explore those concepts more with, okay, how do I reach more people online? And going through coding and le learning a lot of customized coding and getting really involved in tech and software, and becoming a software developer and going into that, I started to understand, well, that's my true passion and being able to utilize those skills then to support women, female founders or co-founded companies in fully launching their true passion online. And so they don't feel how I felt when I was in the cafe. <laughs> Uh, this is not exactly who I am. You know, they feel that they have a true representation of themselves online. Hmm. That's really, really interesting. And so for you, when you're entering this space, what did you feel was your personal like biggest obstacle in, in really finding your space in the tech and online space? At first, it was stepping into my own power, like really owning those gifts and my, my passion and not getting overwhelmed too because there's a lot of information with all the different kinds of technology that you can use and kind of finding the ones that i like and continuing to explore so having my personal tech stack that i like to use with clients and as i stepped more into my power i noticed that other people will respond oh she does this she's that person uh, because the industry or software is mostly men and they really uh, respect more when you come at it in a very direct and assertive way. So it took me some, at, you know, when we're first getting started, we might talk about our businesses. You know, we have the elevator pitch and it might not sound as confident until after we practiced it a lot of times. And I started noticing that for me, I got a question that was asked for me, I think twice in the first year of my business that I, when reflecting back on it, I realized that it's probably because I wasn't as assertive as I could have been or as confident as I am now. I hadn't solidified my true passion with having you know, clients under my belt. So I didn't have as much confidence at that time. And I got the question, well, but who do you work for? Hmm. But like, what do you mean you're the founder? But like, who do you, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. So, and actually you touched on another question I had too, because you're also into this space as a woman and not that you always want to see it in like a negative light, but what were actually some of the real things that um, you were kind of touching on it, but like as a woman, what are some things that we can do if we are interested or curious in this space to really empower ourselves as we're getting into it and how to not be intimidated. Uh, oh, intimidated. Mm -hmm. The tech space. I tend to be extremely transparent and direct in my communication. And sometimes even though I am like that, so to speak, I needed to be even more direct. So I, I feel analyzing our environment and how somebody might respond and communicating or also looking at if you are in the tech space and you're at a meeting or you're 
you know, on a team, when I was on a team of software developers, I was the only woman in, in the whole company, you know, also on my team. So I would usually analyze how do they communicate with each other and mm. then kind of mirror because that's what is going to be positively received. Mm. Of course, in a respectful way and within my own spin of putting some feminine energy in there and my, my own still being myself, though, analyzing your environment and coming into it with accepting this is the healthiest way to communicate kind of adjusting a little bit mm -hmm. and also not being afraid to say if you disagree with something like really holding your own on my previous team they would stand up at their computers sometimes and you know raise their voice a little bit if they disagreed <laughs> with each other it wow. was not frowned upon it was like well no i would have done this why well, i would have done this and actually yeah. those conversations can have a lot of constructive constructiveness there's no hurt feelings and eventually you come to the best way of solving the problem when you're okay with having this radical candor or radical honesty and candor and some people might find that intimidating in the workplace to see that those kind of disagreements but in the end we need to have boundaries mm. and stand up for ourselves and be yeah. direct uh, w while still being kind it's not like they were being mean to each other or calling each other names they were being still kind but coming to a consensus of well maybe we could do it this way or this way leads you to a better way in the end to do something mm -hmm. really, really great feedback and i wanted to ask what kind of took you from these experiences then to figure out, you know, I'm going to lead and start an academy <laughs> and have this <laughs> Facebook group uh, where I'm really empowering these women. Uh, how did that kind of emerge into that next step? I started getting the feedback quickly within the first month of launching Empire Life from I hadn't set out that um, I'm only going to support women. I hadn't fully claimed that yet at that time. It took about two years into the business to fully own that. And I started getting a lot of feedback though from women, even in the first month of, well, I, I'm not technical. I don't want to be in front of my computer. I would rather be doing anything else besides coding or learning any of these applications. And where have you been? Like I've talked to all these other companies and I just feel like they just don't get me. They're just not like dropping in. They're not like fully present and not to sound, you know, gender stereotyping. They were saying, and they're all men. And, you know, I just, I just feel differently when I'm on the phone with a woman. Mm -hmm. It just feels like you get it. You, you've been there and you get where I'm at emotionally. Like I was saying, this ability to drop in and be fully present with somebody. Not to say there are men who do do that, but they weren't finding their feedback to me is that they weren't finding that in the tech space to where they wanted to invest to bring their energy and trust a company and to invest thousands of dollars in hmm. when they weren't really feeling like they were getting them but then at the same time they felt like their hands are tied because they need that they know they right. need that to to scale so that's where we kind of I, I felt like we filled that was our goal for my team and I to fill that gap of giving that giving women the container and the safe space to fully be themselves and full feel accepted and have all this support around them and then scale in turn with their tech and digital marketing infrastructure while feeling supported, which was not something like I was saying, I, I wasn't hearing that they were feeling that way with a lot of companies they had worked with before. Yeah, and if you don't mind, uh, you can have a shameless plug moment for that. What are some of the <laughs> kind of tools and uh, 
resources you give um, the women that actually are part of this academy and, and get to work with you? Well, there's kind of two sides with the technical infrastructure. Uh, we put in and build out their website infrastructure and SEO, email marketing and Google analytics and their copy that they give us and we can do graphics for them and logos. So that's on the tech side. And then for the digital marketing side, we have gotten really into when they're ready, when they may come to us already ready, or they may need a little more time to build up their product base or their customer base. But when they're ready to scale and have immense momentum, we go into Facebook ads and Google ads for them. Awesome. And so when you saw that gap and you knew that there was that, not just the technical need, but actually that emotional need of feeling known, feeling understood in order to have the trust to move forward, um, how long did it kind of take you to start building that Facebook community? And was that kind of the catalyst for your podcast? That's a great question. The Facebook community came after the podcast. It, the podcast came uh, just not in, in a way like naturally because uh, hopping on with people and wanting to give them, hopping on these calls like we did before and wanting to give them the opportunity to be seen by my community and and then have this resource. So the giving, you know, giving from our hearts and like you are giving this resource to people is why I wanted to do the podcast that they can hear these strategies and something maybe will be, will be a light for them that will save them a lot of time and help them to be more efficient and get to where they're going faster and scale faster. So that was the intention there with the Facebook group. I was a little resistant, I'll be honest, to launching into taking that responsibility of holding that container. It felt kind of scary at first that can I handle this emotionally to hold this container for these women? Will will it be self-sustained to a certain point eventually where these will these women come together and support each other? All these questions started coming up for me or or do I always have to be there? to guide the support. Mm -hmm. And I really want to attract women who I don't necessarily always have to be there and that they're going to jump in and they're just going to be, that's just who they are. And they're light, they're a shining light, a beacon of light for everybody and collaborative, supportive. So meditating and praying on really cultivating who do I want to be there? What is the, the avatar the avatar yeah, for yeah. The, the woman who's there and yeah. it's of course like the god and universe provided these women um, to come to the group and there's so much collaboration and it's more like as I expand my own consciousness and continue to grow as a person I can hold a larger and larger container for these women of support but it, it's really them that support each other and collaborate. I hear stories every day. But what really motivated me to overcome my resistance and holding the, that container is my experience in other groups that I, I just didn't feel that uh, I didn't feel necessarily fully supported and accepted myself a lot of times. And I knew that I was being called to provide that safe space for women to feel that way hmm. and be able to to support and collaborate. You touched on a very interesting points because I think I myself would be uh, intimidated to start a Facebook group because you want to, yeah, it just becomes another vehicle of a community you're trying to almost foster and help grow and develop. But yeah, essentially you do want them to kind of take on that life of their own. So I think it's really cool that you're able to 
kind of find these people that naturally would want to connect and naturally would want to express themselves. And, and it's a struggle for people who run groups to actually do that well. So that's, I'm sure, a whole other topic uh, that we can touch on. And I actually wanted to go back to what you're talking about with the podcast as well. So you said that actually started before the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to talk about what inspired you then to have a podcast because kind of like a Facebook group, there is a lot of behind the scenes that goes into it. And you, most people don't get past 10 episodes unless they're truly passionate about it. (laughs) I'd love to hear your take on that. Of course. And I'm sure that we have this in common. I get this intuitive feeling that we probably both really relate to what I'm going to say because I feel that commonality with you. From a young age, I've been extraordinarily curious about what makes people tick, how they think, why they do the things they do, how they got these behaviors, how they're successful, why they're successful, what they did differently, how they're a millionaire, billionaire, how they live their life, what they do every day, all day. Um, as how they bring in this immense amount of wealth and they feel worthy. And I've been asking these questions since I was little to anyone and everyone. And so it came naturally to me to kind of interview people and and learn and hold that space for them Hmm. to share part of their journey and step into their own power and then open that those strategies to the community. And that's a way that I can support my community also. Is, is letting them know about the person that I interview and how they then can get that support because that's where we continue to flourish and stay in business when we actually are talking about our business and we know what each one of us does and then that gives the opportunity for my community to hear. So it's a, it's a free, it's, it's a giving from my heart is primarily why I wanted to, to have the podcast. I wanted to have the blog and the podcast and the Facebook group primarily free for members. So they have those resources. And another question I wanted to ask is, did you find that some of the people that came to you would eventually come through some of these avenues as well? Your attention was giving, but I've listened to a few podcasts of some people who are like, I literally started this community out of giving and it actually did come back whether that and that wasn't their original motivation but did you find that there's some ladies that resonated with you through your blog or through your podcast that eventually said you know I think I'd like to actually work with this person as well yeah I have chills because it does feel when that is your intention to give from a heart to be a heart-centered business and see others flourish and want to guide them in scaling or support them and with your gifts, I do feel it's a continuous, it's continuously happening. Mm-hmm. Almost like every day or every other day that uh, I'm getting calls with women that have been watching my content or interacting with other people or somebody else told them that they needed to talk to me. And it's like a network effect. So yeah. that's, and that's, a, that's actually a term in business, like the network effect that if you start with a blog or you have the podcast and then all those people that are in your, that you feature in your blog or your podcast, it just keeps going from there. Like neurons, you know, it's just lighting up and lighting up and hmm. because we decided to give hmm. and share our gifts with the world. That is so, so <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love how you explain that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have to say too, because uh, disclaimer, I also just joined um, Allison's Facebook group and I was surprised. I was already being tagged in suggestions for other people's podcasts. 
And really? Oh my yeah. God, that's amazing. And I that didn't was, realize that. Wow. Yeah, and I'm I was so, really surprised oh. because Allison probably knows this from our connection, but I actually spend more time on LinkedIn than Facebook. But I was kind of surprised to get these notifications. So I thought, wow, this is a very active group. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool that they're already like looking out for newbies or people there. Oh, I love that. Wow. That was really awesome. So I can affirm that. Um, and then also, in light of you sharing your knowledge with the world, I wanted to talk about this really cool kind of opportunity you have with Facebook. Because um, one thing that I feel as a marketer and having taken a marketing degree in university is there seems to be this gap between like the theory and what's actually happening. And I feel like marketing, especially social media, is moving so fast that it's like it takes them a long time to catch up with it. So I just wanted you to talk about how did you actually get this situation where you're teaching in college and working with Facebook? <laughs> and how does that work for the student? I'm still wondering the same thing. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But I am so grateful. I'm so grateful. And it was, it was so in sync. Exactly what they were looking for was exactly all the qualifications that I have. And by the time they reached out to me, they just wanted me to sign, sign the contract. Mm. They were like, you have all these qualifications. I went to the office and they already had the Facebook university contract there. They were like, we're not interviewing anybody else. It's not even really an interview. This is just an offer. Please sign wow. the contract. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Do we, can I have like a day to think about it? You know? <laughs> like, of course, I want to say yes. But that, that was the flow of how it went. And who, like I was talking about this effect of your network and having... Mm -hmm having all these people around you that truly want to support you and you're truly giving back to them and supporting you. That's how initially the opportunity came to me. It was from, so I have a female fathers club as well as our membership group. And there's Q and a sessions every month and a masterclass that's relevant to founders before it was men and women. And now it's only for women. But mm -hmm. so when I had my first cohort, one of the people that went through the the first the first club or that they were in it for a few months and going to the master classes and everything, they heard about this opportunity and they said, Well, through a friend, I think on LinkedIn or Facebook, I don't remember where. Yeah. And they said, There's this lady that I'm taking all these master classes from. Her name's mm -hmm. Allison and she's running a digital marketing and tech company. Uh, I think that she's exactly who you're looking for. And that's what wow. made the connection. That's it. He was one of my previous students. That's our program. The power of um, relationship, really, mm -hmm. and um, opening those doors. And I guess what, I mean, it might sound obvious from the name, like having Facebook University and University, but what makes this program so much more dynamic than what's currently out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's directly created by the Facebook team and myself and the university. So it's like three, three of us on the team, so to speak. Wow. My team lead in digital marketing department, myself and the Facebook team. So they're constant, the Facebook team is constantly updating new algorithms or new material. Every cohort we have, there's new material added with those updates and we're constantly on the the brink and having meetings about these new algorithms or updates or improving the system of what the students learn and go through making 
their journey really successful. And then also they give a scholarship to all the students just for passing the course. Wow. At the end. So besides the money, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's very relevant material. Wow. So it's always up to date with the algorithm changes, everything. That's kind of like a dream. Like that's the dream marketing (laughs) class for sure. And that's so neat. You actually get to work with the actual team so I kind of have a question too like that you can probably Mm -hmm. give feedback on from a prof perspective do you find that this is like a lot more exciting for you to even teach in in relation to just teaching like from textbook material not to say that any of the material is ever not great knowledge to have but I guess if this is like another if you've done other like courses that you've taught like what Mm -hmm. are some of the differences you find in getting to engage your students with this kind of material? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, so there is no textbook for these courses right now. And like I was saying, it's always changing. So I think what's really exciting about it is that the projects are are really relevant to hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. So they, in the second section of the course, they get money for ad spend. So they get to learn how to run a successful ad campaign and then run the ad with the money that they're given from right. Facebook and then analyze the ad, understand what they're analyzing, all the different analytics there and metrics, and mm-hmm. then talk about their experience with me. So it's really hands-on. And then they can take those the hands-on experience to go work as a digital marketer for a company or run their own Facebook ads for their company or have a freelance kind of marketing agency where they have clients and they do that. There's a lot of different options and strategies, the paths that they can go down after they learn those skills. So that's what I think is really exciting, but it's not necessarily that they're reading chapters in a book and then kind of wondering, how do I actually apply this? They're immediately applying what they learn with those hands-on projects. That is so cool. And my second last question for you is like, how many kind of companies or like groups or projects do you currently have right now? Because I know you have Facebook. I know you have the Facebook group of your own. You have the podcast. Are there any other like projects or startups that you're currently running right now? There's, well, there's Empire Life and then you have the Facebook digital marketing professor. And then recently I was invited to be a professor of data analytics as well. So that's pretty exciting. That's amazing. (laughs) You're spearheading a new program. So Another exciting thing about the Facebook digital marketing program right now is that we're adding one more course. So after they take three of the courses with me, then they will be officially certified. So they'll get a Facebook digital marketing certification that they can put on their LinkedIn or talk to a job, talk to the interview interviewers about it and have even a more depth of experience and then with the data analytics program it's like a boot camp and I got to join a group of professors and then once they go through that program they'll be a data scientist so I mean that's both of those are extreme passions of mine and I don't feel like that they're going away anytime soon that's yeah. the, the fu- <laughs> that's the future <laughs> of everything is going to be how do we analyze data big amounts yeah. of data mm-hmm. and so that's what and also we are, um, I, I forgot to mention that we are publishing a book in January with a group of authors, of female founders, and we're opening series two in September for wow. new people to, new authors to enroll for series two, to apply for submitting their story. 
That is so exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll definitely have to look out for that. <laughs> I'll probably have to ask you for that link <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of this great knowledge with our audience today. And my last question for you is, what do you value the most about your role, your experience, and the position you're in today? I value most the opportunity to continue to grow myself in my knowledge and skills and therefore as I continue to grow I can hold it in larger and larger and larger container for others to continue to grow and step into their power and I, I truly believe when one when one woman steps up and speaks up that she's allowing she's paving the way and allowing the space for more and more women to step into their power. That's really powerful. <laughs> I'll have to write down that quote too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing today. I found this super valuable and I know our audience will as well. And uh, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram at Allison's A-L-L-I-S-O-N R-M-S-Y. And then LinkedIn, it's Allison Ramsey. The Facebook group is Empire Life. And the Facebook group is only for female founders. But we have other things that are for men and women on our website, which is <laughs> empirelifeacademy.com. Awesome. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you.